It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. And make sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other ones. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council because every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, a part of our weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers to participate either at me at Julian Council or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So getting back home from a. Uh, Sunday afternoon drive from Chattanooga after spending time at a wedding there um, was not supposed to be the plan. Uh, American canceled my flight. I did not want to encounter the possibility of driving back the day after a wedding and having to come back to the podcast exhausted. But that's where we stand. I am not in good shape, not hungover, just super tired. My brain is not working. So this is probably not going to be the best episode that you ever heard of the show. But I'm going to try and power through as this is going to be a shorty. I'm going to get in and out as quickly as I can and try to provide you all with the best details I got. I'm just going to get straight to the point today. So bear with me. So did not see a lot on Saturday. Again, was busy, had other things going on. But I did see the headline that Matt Rule is still not deciding to name a starting quarterback up until this point, which really isn't shocking to anyone if you've been paying attention to all the things that Matt Rule really has not told us as far as clarity, the quarterback position, but also what he said by saying that he's not in a rush. And he yet again reiterated that on Saturday as Carolina Panthers had their first padded scrimmage over at Wofford College in training camp, day nine of training camp for the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule does, though, know when he would like to start making somewhat of a decision of who the starting quarterback will be. Now, remember, Matt Rule did say it's not his job to name the starting quarterback, that the players would decide for themselves with their play. It's coach speak. You'll hear it from other people. It's also completely asinine because it is your job to do that. But I understand what you're trying to say, that Baker, if he plays better than Sam, then he'll have earned a job. If Sam plays better than Baker, then he will have earned a job and made Matt Rule's job easier by not really having to make a decision because the decision would be obvious. Now, people like me think the decision already is obvious. The Panthers went after Deshaun, didn't get him. Went after Russell Wilson, didn't get him. Uh, And then they traded for Baker after having Sam Darnold go through the entirety of the offseason program and, and Baker gone through none of it in Cleveland. And they traded for him right after the 4th of July because they wanted to bring in another quarterback to actually come in here 
and to replace Sam Darnold. But yet, we're sitting here doing this whole quarterback competition charade. Why? I, I, I tried to answer that question last week. I tried to get inside the head of Matt Rule. It's a dangerous place to be, but here I am once again trying to do it. Matt Rule did say, though, that the Patriots week would be probably when we'd have more clarity of who the quarterback would be moving forward, saying the Patriots week is like a true litmus test for us. That'll really show us where our guys are. So we'll continue to split the reps, and then we'll make some evaluations off of today's tape. We'll make some evaluations after training camp and Wofford ends on Wednesday, and then probably after the game and the Patriots. Quarterback to me, Matt Rule says, as we've said all along, it's when we know, we know, and we're not going to rush it. He's not going to rush that decision, not going to rush the uh, left tackle decision, certainly rush the uh, long snapper decision as J.J. Jansen won yet again, and they released Thomas Fletcher, their six-round draft pick back in 2021. So Matt Rule wasn't concerned about rushing to make that decision, apparently, as they brought in Tay Hayes to bring in some more cornerback depth, which is a concern. As of this moment, we'll get into more of that later on here on the show. But when it comes to quarterback, not ready to make a decision. Okay, fine. This Saturday, first preseason game against Washington. And I am pretty sure over the last couple of days, I've said how the Panthers have four preseason games because I've forgotten that we've now down to three as there are 17 regular season games. So the way I guess things are broken down are week one. Well, at least last year, the Panthers did not play any of their starters week one. Even J.C. Horn, who's a rookie, did not play week one because they're like, he's our guy. No reason to throw him out there. I don't know what it's going to look like this Saturday when they travel up to Washington, knowing that Matt Rule is trying to make a decision. Because they have Washington this Saturday. Next week on Friday, they have the Patriots on the road. They have joint practices before then. And in week three, which I would assume would be the dress rehearsal, as it's always been, that will be at home against Buffalo on the 26th. Last year, didn't play any starters in Indianapolis after having joint practices for two days, which they're going to get a lot more out of that than going through a preseason game where there's a far greater injury risk. Then week two against Baltimore, you saw all the starters out there, I think, for a series, and then that was it. Sam Darnold threw like four passes. That was it. One drive. And in week three, that's when you saw the team play the entirety of of the first half as far as the first team goes. I'm guessing it's going to go in a similar manner, but then again, it's hard to know considering that Matt Rule is still trying to figure out who his quarterback's going to be, and he won't really have any more clarity until next week when they have joint practices uh, against the Patriots, and then they have the preseason game against New England as well. So we're going to have to sit here and wait. At least we now know, and... Baker Mayfield, from everything I've read, has outplayed Sam Darnold up until this point in time. Not really shocking to anyone out there who's watched Baker play before the last four years and who's watched Sam Darnold play the last four years. Baker Mayfield's clearly the better quarterback, and there's a reason why he brought him, the Panthers brought him in here, and it wasn't to be Sam Darnold's backup. And the one thing that I've read that stuck out the most is that Baker has been making explosive throws down the field to Robbie Anderson, to Richard Higgins. He's had a great connection with DJ Moore. And it's interesting to hear that because what Baker Mayfield is doing is exactly why Sam Darnold was brought in here to replace Teddy Ridgewater. Remember all the folks who were upset about Teddy saying he didn't have a big enough arm, couldn't stretch the field, and that they needed to find somebody else who could do that? Okay, well, they brought in Sam Darnold. And aside from week one against the Jets last year, he never did that for the Panthers and still hasn't done that. And from what I've read, Sam is basically checking it down like he did the first three weeks of the season before we lost Christian McCaffrey. 
He's not taking shots down the field. He's checking it down, and he's making mistakes. Baker is checking it down, hitting big plays, and making mistakes. You can't live with the dink and dunk and mistakes, but you can live with the dink and dunk and mistakes plus actual big-time plays. Baker's going to make mistakes with the football. Sam's going to make mistakes with the football. But I would rather have the guy who at least is able to hit the home runs every once in a while than the guy who's never going to hit the home runs, which is Sam Darnold. So at this point in time, I get it. They want to go through the process. They don't want to just hand Baker the job like they've done the last couple seasons where they bring in somebody and like, all right, hey, you're the starter. No competition at all. The problem is, though, it's not really a competition because Baker's better than Sam. He's not going to lose his job. But either way, Matt Rule, in his logic, wants to wait until next week to figure it out. As far as I'm concerned, as long as they've named a starter by that third game against Buffalo and that guy gets to play the entire half with the ones, I'm pretty much good with it. I, I, like, I won't, I'm not going to be necessarily like enamored with what's going on, but I can live with it. Again, no idea what Saturday's going to look like. I would imagine that they'd both play especially if they're trying to figure out who the starter is. It's only one joint practice, right, with New England, considering they're in Wofford until, well, actually, never mind. It'll be multiple next week, but either way. So it'll be probably two. That's a better indication than really a preseason game against Washington. But after that, that's when they need to make a decision. Don't drag it out any longer, Matt. We all need to know. And one thing that we all needed to know was whether Marquise Haynes would be all right. Got some positive news about his knee injury on Sunday. We'll get into that and the fact that the Panthers probably need to add another edge rusher sooner rather than later here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Hindsight is 2020, and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions. I said millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need of extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now. That's Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get the $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Future you will thank you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so we're obviously pretty caught up on what's going to happen with the quarterback battle. We're focused on when is the charade going to end and Baker's going to be QB1 and we can stop handing Sam Darnold snaps with the ones. And you're ready to see it be over with because what's the point? You also want to know when's 
the left tackle battle going to get figured out? When is Matt Rule going to finally say that, hey, Icky, you're my left tackle. Brady, you're my left guard. And Bradley Bozeman, you're my center. And on Saturday, for a brief period of time, we got the dream that we've all been waiting for. But then we woke up and the reality was that Matt Rule is not rushing the decision and we still have to wait and see what's going to happen. Oh, joy. Now, those are things that are obviously important and things that we focus on in training camp, like who the breakout players are going to be, how some of these rookies are going to fill in, and all the other stuff that we talk about. And none of it's really immaterial, but none of it is as important as coming out of training camp healthy. And health is currently a concern for the Carolina Panthers when you look at the secondary injuries, and we'll get into more of that here in just a moment. But really, it was a concern at a position where there is a pretty major question mark as Hassan Reddick, as we all know, left in free agency to go back home to play for his hometown Philadelphia Eagles. And the Panthers have to find someone to fill the 11 and a half sacks he had last year. It was 11, it was 11, 11 sacks. The 11 sacks he had last year, they need someone to fill the void. Now, one individual player is highly unlikely to do that. But the Carolina Panthers need a group of players to do it. Frankie Louvu, who should be the starter out there this year. Maybe Corey Littleton gets an opportunity to be an edge rusher. We see it from maybe Amari Barno, the fifth rounder out of Virginia Tech. Uh, one name, though, in particular that was talked about is Marquise Haynes. He's had seven combined sacks the last couple of seasons. The Panthers re-signed him in the thought that he could come in and help to fill the void that's been left by Hassan Reddick going to Philadelphia. Unfortunately, on Saturday, Marquise Haynes went down with a knee injury. Uh, where he was carted off the field. And as we see typically in training camp, like in Denver with Tim Patrick and down in Tampa Bay with Ryan Jensen, their starting center, when a guy gets uh, gets carted off with a knee injury, you typically don't see those guys the rest of the year. Now, Carolina dodged a bullet, though, with Marquise Haynes, as apparently, according to multiple sources, he avoided a significant injury and will remain day-to-day when the Panthers return to practice on Monday. And thank you. Thank God for that, really, for Marquise Haynes' sake. The worst thing you want to ever see is anyone get injured, but especially when they get their second contract, and it wasn't a big deal for Marquise Haynes, but this is his opportunity. He hasn't really had an opportunity to be more than a situational pass rusher, and that's probably what he's going to be again this upcoming season, but he is a veteran. Four-year player. He's been good at spots when called upon here in Carolina, and now if Hassan Reddick gone, the hope was that, hey, Marquise comes in, he can add that element that he's been providing, but then do more with more snaps this upcoming season. That's the same thought process with Frankie Louvu, who's stepping into a quasi-leadership role, especially with Shaq Thompson out on the pup list right now, but also that he's going to be a starter this upcoming season. And going way back to the Combine in Indianapolis, Scott Fitter was talking about him as a starter, and Matt Rule was talking about him as a starter. And Frankie Louvu has been getting a lot of media attention and speaking to the press corps, and he has the respect of those guys in that locker room. Big opportunity for Frankie, but also a big opportunity for Marquise Haynes. So I'm very happy to see that he's not going to be out for a significant period of time. But in the, his injury, though, it has also provided us more of an opportunity to sit back and think about, man, if Marquise Haynes went down and this was significant, the Panthers would be in a less than ideal situation at edge rusher. They're already not in a great situation, in my opinion. They have Brian Burns, of course. Brian's going to get a lot of attention this upcoming season. I still, I still think he's going to get the double-digit sacks. But if he doesn't get there, it's going to be because the Carolina Panthers don't provide someone opposite of him to take away some of that attention. With Brian last year and Hassan, both those guys benefited off of the other player, especially Hassan. Now, for Brian, 
he's not going to have that benefit this season. It doesn't feel that way, at least right now. We'll see how it pans out. I just don't think you can look at any player on this roster currently, a combination of them, and real and feel 100% confident that they're going to provide enough to draw attention away from Brian Burns. And if I'm an opposing team in the NFL, I'm an offensive coordinator, am I really all that concerned about Frankie Louvu, about Marquise Haynes, about any of the other guys that are going to line up opposite of Brian Burns? No, that's not my main concern. My main concern is stopping 53. That's the guy I'm concerned about. So the Haynes injury, which it still is an injury, has brought further to light the Carolina Panthers need to add another edge rusher. Scott Fitterer said at the beginning of training camp that ideally he wanted to bring in another edge rusher and another defensive tackle. They had, they had met with Carlos Dunlap back in mandatory minicamp. They never signed him. He's now in Kansas City. Can't really blame him there at all. They talked to Danny Shelton. Had him come in. He's still not on the roster. I don't look at defensive tackle as being as big of a need as edge at this point in time. The Panthers need to find a veteran edge rusher. I don't think there's really anyone out there on the market that necessarily comes in right away and gives you that plus starter um, talent. But there are options. And Scott Federer needs to look at those options. And the top option has got to be JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul. 33 years old, still remains a free agent after spending the last three seasons in Tampa. Where last year only had two and a half sacks, played 12 games. So he's, he's getting older. But he does have the veteran experience. He's been a solid, stellar, not, not stellar, but stellar at times, a very good player in this league since his time in New York and Tampa Bay. And he's someone the Panthers should give a phone call to. Now let's go back to what Scott Fitter talked about, that sometimes players wait until a couple weeks in the training camp to see where the injuries occur and then try and choose what teams they want to sign up for. Maybe that's what Jason Pierre-Paul's doing. Maybe that's what Ndamukong Sue, who's also a free agent and could be added as a defensive tackle. Maybe that's what he's doing. I don't know. Everson Griffin's also out there. He's up there in age as well. I think he had five sacks last year in Minnesota. Trey Flowers spent time in Detroit. Hasn't really been all that great. Carl Nassib's available. Tack McKinley, those are some of the names that have been thrown out there. To me, the only one that would make any sense to me that I'm interested in is Jason Pierre-Paul. Last year... Sack totals went down. The years prior to that, had nine and a half sacks back in the season when they won the Super Bowl back in 2020. Worth, worth the call, at, at the very least. So if Haynes going to be out for a couple weeks or a couple days, I mean, he's day-to-day. Do you expect him to play this week? Probably not. Going into New England, you would maybe want somebody on the roster. So all it did to me, for at least all that injury did for me was highlight that the Carolina Panthers need to absolutely go bring somebody in. Easier said than done. There are options, not great options, but surely this team could benefit from adding a veteran pass rusher, even if that guy is not going to, of course, give you the 11 sacks we got last year from Hassan Reddick, but it's worth a phone call. So, Scott, trust you. Go get it done. Scott's been making a lot of phone calls, though, to uh, cornerbacks, as that has been a position group of concern early on in training camp. The injuries continue to pile up there in the secondary. We'll talk about that more here. In just a moment on Lockdown Panthers. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. 
by the way. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to the Bet Online website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As I told y'all a couple minutes ago, the main concern that we should all have when it comes to training camp is that the Carolina Panthers come out of it healthy. One position group that is unlikely, it feels like, to come out healthy is the cornerback room right now. And I don't, again, I don't want to really sound the alarm bells. Like with J.C. Horn, when he, went on, when, he, when he went on pup, that was concerning. It is still concerning that he's currently being held out of practice. At least he was on Friday. And on Saturday, they want to give him a couple days off as he was finally back on the field off of pup, was doing individual drills, was on the stationary bike. I'm sure the training staff has a good plan for J.C. It still, though, is a little disconcerting that 10, almost 11 months, maybe we're even at 11 months away, um, removed from a broken foot, that he's still having these issues. And he said, and he's talked to people before, and I'm sure some of y'all on the, who listen to the show um, or watch the show have broken your foot before and knows that it takes some time to get back. Now, of course, you haven't. I'm assuming haven't been at the professional level or like the athletic level of JC Horn's been at. And I know that there's got to be some sort of recovery time and getting back and acclimated and getting, getting ready to go. It still is concerning though. When you think about how he's an important player for this team. And it's even more concerning when you look at another player who is starting to ascend and emerge CJ Henderson rolled his ankle the other day. And now is dealing with that Keith Taylor, who was one of the young players in his rookie year last season, who kind of came on late when a lot of secondary injuries were occurring in that cornerback room. And now he's dealing with a hamstring, and he's out for the t- for the period of time. You had Rashawn Melvin retire, which led to the signing of Duke Dawson, who's injured, by the way, gets here immediately, has some undisclosed injury. Now they brought in Tay Hayes after they cut Thomas Fletcher, and he's come in, the former App State Mountaineer, and he's being asked to perform. Guys like Chris, Re- Ooh, excuse me. Guys like Chris Westry and... um. Stan Thomas Oliver, massive opportunities for them to show that they are the guy. Well, not really the guy, but they can be a solid depth piece. But we've looked at it before. We talked about this. If they don't have JC, if CJ's not healthy, and it's just Dante, Dante and Miles Hartsfield, and Chris Westry is not going to be a good cornerback room. If their top three are healthy, this team's good. But if really, if you go past Miles Hartsfield, it's it can be it can be uh, a little touch and go there. If Hartsfield and Taylor are healthy, you can feel like you can get through a game if you have to miss one or two of the top three guys. You can't get through a long period of time, but you can get through a game or two if that's the situation. But what the current situation is right now, man, I don't even know how many guys are going to be ready to go on Saturday. How many guys are going to be ready to go next Friday? 
during joint practices even before that in New England. Now, dress rehearsal, that's still 18 days away. But they got to get healthy. And it's important that they're healthy not only just that, obviously, like you need them out there to be available. This is a period of time where you have installs. You're working on chemistry. You're working on um, technique. And all, and all those things are important. Like you, you, you want guys out there for, for practice. You can't get better if you're not practicing. And that's, that's the one concern I have right now with the cornerback room. So need to get that, uh, that situation figured out very quickly. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Again, probably not my best effort, but again, extremely tired, and I got to do five shows a day or a week, so I didn't really have a choice. Um, either way, that I, I, I'm not going to have a close for you. you. You know how to find me. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.